Hello, and welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Smears, a podcast produced by Machion Diagnostics. In this podcast series, we will be discussing thrombosis and hemostasis from the perspective of our host, benign hematologist and medical director of Machion Diagnostics, Dr. Brad Lewis. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review. With that, I'll turn it over to Dr. Lewis. Brad, take it away. Hi, this is Brad Lewis, the medical director at Machion Diagnostics Incorporated. Today I want to talk just briefly about the role of genetic testing for hemophilia. Now you're going to see a lot of people with bleeding disorders. The vast majority of them are not going to have hemophilia. I'm not suggesting that you jump to genetic testing on everyone who has um, menorrhagia, everyone who has bleeding after a surgery or dental procedure unexpectedly. That's a whole other topic. Now I'll come back for a different podcast and a different video on that topic. But today I want to talk about when you might think about genetic testing, um, gene sequencing in some patients. Basically, it's going to break up into two kinds of situations. On the one hand, you will occasionally have somebody who is a bleeder. They have a long PTT typically. They have a low factor eight level. They have hemophilia or they have something like hemophilia. They have factor eight deficiency. In those patients, there can be a role for genetic testing in several kinds of situations. Now, for patients who have factor eight deficiency without a clear genetic history um, or with a poor response to factor eight concentrates, you may want to think about the possibility of type 2N von Willebrand's disease, which presents with normal von Willebrand's activity, normal von Willebrand's multimers. Um, your entire von Willebrand's panel will be normal, but Genetically, their VW, their von Willebrand's is defective in a way that prevents it from binding to factor VIII and protecting it from being metabolized and destroyed. So they have a very short factor VIII half-life. Those patients have different genetics and they behave differently when they're treated. It's critically important to make that diagnosis. Now, I've seen patients who were treated with enormous amounts of factor VIII concentrate at very high cost, relatively poor responses, um, until, until finally, often after many years, the diagnosis was corrected and they could be treated with an appropriate von Willebrand's containing product. Now, similarly, for some von Willebrand's, I mean, for some hemophilia patients who have low factor VIII, Eight levels, you may want to do genetic testing to help you in genetic counseling to facilitate testing um, newborns or, or testing other members of the family. And lastly, you may want to think about the role of genetic testing for patients who have a history, a good history of factor VIII deficiency, but are presenting at a time when because factor VIII is an acute phase reactant, the factor VIII levels itself may not be reliable. Things may have normalized a certain amount. Pregnancy is a classic example of that. Patient comes to you six months pregnant and says, oh, by the way, um, I think I'm, I may be a, fa- a hemophilia carrier or I may have von Willebrand's disease. You can't test either of those during the, the pregnancy itself reliably because the levels do bump up three to tenfold oftentimes. You may get an answer, but you very often will not. In that situation, genetic testing can give you a simple and reliable answer as to what's going on here. Um, the second situation where you, you may want to, the related, somewhat related situation where you may want to get testing done would be in patients who are either known to be or strongly suspected to be carriers where you want to be clear about, about that. And carriers may or may not have low levels of factor eight. Um, 
you may need to actually check the genetics to sort out whether they're carriers and what the risk is. Now, sometimes being a carrier is, is going to be a simple situation. You know that their their father, who is known to be their genetic father, indeed had hemophilia. They're obligate carriers. They will be carriers. Um, then you may want to test to clarify the nature of the mutation they're carrying, facilitate testing of, of the uh, fetus of the child. Um, on the other hand, there are some situations where we strongly suspect because of uncles and aunts that there may be, um, she may be a carrier or she may not be a carrier. And in that kind of a situation, you, you very much may want to, to get genetic testing done during the pregnancy so you know what to expect, knowing that von Willebrands may rebound in some patients quite quickly after the delivery so that there may be bleeding if there was, was a cesarean section or there was vaginal tearing, for example, at the time of the delivery itself. How quickly do you need the results from this from this testing? That depends of, of, to a large extent on the situation that you're in. If you have someone who's uh, you know, possibly has a has hemophilia, and you want to clarify the nature of it. You're, there's no big hurry. On the other hand, if you have someone who is seven or eight months along in the pregnancy, and you think they might be carriers, you may want to know right now. One of the advantages of getting testing at at Machan Diagnostics is that routine next gen sequencing, genetic testing here takes about a week to get your results back, maybe even a little bit less than that. And if you're in a hurry, you can ask to have it speeded up. And for a relatively small incremental cost, you can get it done in about two days. So you could know for sure what's going on before that patient delivers very reliably. Um, in addition to the testing itself and the speed of the testing, one of the advantages of, of getting testing done at Machion is that you can also get counseling. You can also get you in, be in contact with a physician who's clinically savvy and genetic savvy who can talk to you about the meaning of the testing you just got the results from and how perhaps to move forward in managing this patient clinically. That's it for us here at Blood, Sweat, and Smears, a podcast produced by Machion Diagnostics, your reference lab and CRO specializing in thrombosis, hemostasis, and rare disease. Thank you for listening. And if you have a question or comment or there's a topic you'd like Dr. Lewis to speak to, please send us an email to bloodsweatandsmears at machiondiagnostics.com. That's M-A-C-H-A-O-N diagnostics.com. You can follow Machion at Twitter at MachionDX. Be sure to subscribe to stay in the know. Share this podcast with clinicians you think might appreciate it. And we hope you'll join us next time here at Blood, Sweat, and Smears.